Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Crash Course, uh, the podcast version. Uh, there's also some video versions on our YouTube channel. I've got TC in the building. It's a Schuster Brothers special today. TC, how are you doing this morning? Hello, Neil. Great. So uh, what are we talking about today? You tell me. What are we talking about? Well, I would like to start with uh, a course. These are all individual episodes. Well, yeah, so. Yeah. But I'd like to start. Okay. Well, you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. I'd like to start with, of course, near and dear to my heart, the Presidio Golf Club golf course in uh, the Presidio National Park in San Francisco, California. Presidio Golf Course, San Francisco's favorite 18 holes of golf. I would, I would echo that. I think, uh, you know, I've, I've been on the record as saying that San Francisco is one of, if I think it's the best public golf town in the United States. Um, and Presidio, Harding Park are, you know, reasons one and one A for feeling that way, but then you have some some backup options, some uh, stinking Lincoln, uh, which is kind of nearby, I guess you could say, to uh, on the other side, on the west side of the Golden Gate Bridge. I was going to say, is that the one with the one hole that has, looks straight over yes, the Golden Gate Bridge? It's like they have one hole. <laughs> the rest of the course is not good, um, and it's not in great shape. And then Sharp Park down in uh, Pacifica. What about Glen Eagles where the, Honestly, the players play? I'm embarrassed to say I've never been. That's that I just I never got to uh, experience the hustler vibe down there. Shout Apparently, out to Patrick Boyd is a big fan of Glen Eagles. Yeah, so that's just that's a nine holer down uh, south of town, um, and then of course there's some stuff up north of the bridge. But I'd say those four, you can play all of them. Well, you can't play Presidio uh, with the the city the San Francisco city card, which is kind of famous. You basically go to City Hall, you pay, you show them an electric bill, your driver's license, and you get a discount on. Um, those courses we just mentioned, um, like you play Harding Park for ninety dollars instead of you know a hundred and sixty basically, or actually it might be like sixty five bucks. I don't I was know. Gonna say, I think it's cheaper. I've uh, yeah, it was it was sixty bucks. Um, I no longer live in San Francisco, so unfortunately I I can't take advantage of the resident rate anymore. Uh, but Presidio had uh, a similar option which we'll get to, but um, we'll stick to our template here. Um, so TC, do you wanna do you wanna Roll down this list of, of questions. Yeah, take me there, Neil. What uh, what's the backstory <coughs> on Presidio? So as we said, so it's it's in the Presidio, which is a park. It's an old army base that got decommissioned. Um, that is at the the he- basically the head of the Golden Gate Bridge on the south side, and it's massive. It's kind of overlook. It's probably some of the most valuable real estate in on the West Coast. Uh, it overlooks the uh, San Francisco Bay. Um, there's everything you could want because of the old army. Uh, infrastructure. You've got gyms, you've got old buildings they now use as movie studios, you've got an awesome cemetery, shout out to Randy. Um, You've got a golf course, um, and you have, uh, you know, some other just kind of public spaces. So a place where you'll see a lot of people exercising. Um, But if you go into the Presidio up, um, I guess, farther west than entering from like the marina area, You'll you'll drive by the Presidio Golf Course, um, and so it's it has this iconic. It feels timeless. It feels like you're going back in time a little bit. Um, and so the history of it is it was designed uh, by Robert Wood Johnstone Johnstone in 1910. It was lengthened in 1921 by the British firm Fowler and Simpson, 
TC, are you familiar with uh, with either of those? I'm assuming it's Herbert Fowler and Tom Simpson, which, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. tell me about them, because I'm not familiar with them. Uh, Tom Simpson, arguably one of the greatest architects of all time. Uh, I would say inarguably one of, some people say he's the greatest architect of all time. He just didn't, he just wasn't very prolific. Did uh, more Fontaine, did some really cool stuff. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Herbert Fowler, I think. I don't know. I mean, I, I could be totally making up that, that that was, I'd never knew, I never. Well, this is from the website, so let's see. It just says. Yeah, Fowler and Simpson. Right? Uh, the they British actually, firm. I'm, I think they did, uh, I think they did Cruden Bay. Really? To, to get together. Uh, but yeah, Herbert Fowler, very, very prominent architect as well. Great architect in his own right. How about that? So. Well, I didn't even know that. Um, so, Hollow Ground. Um, it's a National Historic Landmark since 1962. Uh, and then when the Army base was decommissioned, um, it, in, I guess in 1999, it became a national park. And it's been a public course ever since. But before that, it was basically run as a joint operation between the United States Golf Club, which is kind of like the Army I think they run all the army courses and the uh, Presidio Golf Club. And if you go to the Presidio, you'll see there's the clubhouse and kind of the public bar. And then behind number nine green and on your way to the first tee, you'll see uh, a separate clubhouse, which is the Presidio Golf Club. And so that's a private club that has, I think, kind of been the, you know, at least in the past, one of the leading groups in in golf in San Francisco. Um, I don't know much about it, but I always drove by that clubhouse and 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 thought huh i wonder what's going on in there sounds like a kind of a scottish setup it is yeah very much multiple clubs at the same course and it sounds like they butted heads you know the army i think there was a few dust-ups but overall pretty successful you know public private partnership um uh, over the course of time what uh so up until 99 it was a functioning army base that's when it became a national park I think before that, or that it says on the website, that's when it became a national park. Um, so it was probably decommissioned. No, it was well decommissioned before that. Before that but okay. when the pre- when the Presidio became a national park site, the course was open to the community, and a new public clubhouse was built in '99. Okay, so the clubhouse was built in '99. So I'm guessing that gotcha. the the course was open to the public well before that. What a great place to be stationed if you're in the, in the uh, military. Tell me about it. It looked it looks unreal, and the course was used. For military purposes, um, I think during World War II, in 1903, it says Theodore Roosevelt, uh, w- you know, reviewed the uh, the troops. That was their parade ground. Um, and then in 1906, it was used as a refugee camp for earthquake survivors. Um, so definitely have, a storied history. Have the PXG troops moved in since? Uh, I, I, you know, I didn't, I haven't seen a lot of them up there. Uh, I probably played, I lived in San Francisco about five years. I probably played at least 40 rounds of golf out there. Um, worth noting, it has, it had one of the best deals in town and I think it's still around. It was a super twilight rate in the summer. Uh, any round after 3 PM, if you were a city resident was, uh, like at at the time 30 bucks. Now I think it's probably 50, two free beers and a cart and just go play as many as you can get in. Now, is there a risk of being boned up by the fog? Yes, but honestly, some of my best memories are coming down 18, with dark in the fog, it's like so spooky. The fog's coming through the cypress trees, and you're just basically trying to have you know Phil Mickelson face awareness, where you're like, oh, "That's got to be, that's got to be right, that's got to be right." You just have no clue, and so you try to get the most colorful ball in your bag and just you know put like a good swing on it, 
And the best feeling in the world was being like, I think that one's straight. And just driving straight down the middle of the fairway and being like, found it. <laughs> and, you know, and then you're like, and then you had to hit the second shot. It's a par five. So you're trying to get into the, uh, you're trying to get in in two. Um, it was great. It's great. And you're, you know, you've already, you're probably more than two beers deep at this point. Uh, and you're usually skipping work because you're doing, if you do it on a, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're ducking out of work early to get the uh, super twilight rate. So I had countless times I did that. Um, and, and very fond memories of that place. Uh, but one more thing on the history side. From the Presidio website, again, uh, the famously reclusive DiMaggio uh, frequented the Presidio um, and insisted on, quote, crack of dawn sessions so his crude attempts at learning the game were hidden from public view. His friend Walter Frick described DiMaggio's game as, quote, good off the tee, but his second shots were weak and his short game inconsistent. Now I know why he never bunted. He had no short game. There, there you have it. So similar to Van Cortland in New York where, you know, Babe Ruth used to hang out. It sounds like Presidio was, uh, you know, back in the 40s and 50s, uh, uh, a spot for, uh, you know, former athletes and and uh, folks that wanted to get out and enjoy the game we all love. Before we get to the course specifically, I'd like to call out two different things here. Uh, the, the Palace of Fine Arts located in the Presidio. Shout out to the movie The Rock. The Rock. Um, and then, uh, when you, when you took me there, uh, we actually went, went there when we were at my bachelor party, went out to the, the Presidio, um, big food truck scene out there, but yeah, Sundays they have, they bring the food trucks in for all afternoon in the summer. And, uh, it's, it's a, it's on the main parade ground, right? criminally chill vibe out there. You can, you can play some hacky sack, you can throw the football, you can do whatever you want. Um, but we, we passed the Lucas Lucasfilm. Yes, they Lucas have their Film offices there. Is headquartered in the Presidio. That's got to um, be some of the most expensive land on the planet, right? I I mean I I assume so. I don't know what the you know the other fame claim to fame is. It's where Metallica recorded the album. That's where they were in the movie, the documentary, Some Kind of Monster. Wow. The studio was in the Presidio, so they've re, they've I think early on. I don't know about now, but I'm guessing there was a deal to be had on some of that. You know, repurposing some of those warehouses and barracks and whatever. I used to play YMCA basketball every Sunday night in the Presidio at, at an old, uh, now a YMCA, but like an old army gym. Um, and you just get both the golf course and every time you go into the Presidio, you feel like you're going back in time. Like it yeah. gives you that nostalgic feel of like, man, this is really cool. I feel like I'm a part of history here. I wonder, you know, I wonder who else played hoops in this gym, um, which is, you know, which I, I, I love that feeling. So I'm, I'm just looking at Google Maps here. There's a Nike missile site. Right off of one of the holes. There's all sorts of Yes. So Easter there's a eggs. ton of uh, hiking trails around, and there's a lot of old army stuff you can see. There's also some really cool um, natural artwork. I can't remember the artist's name, but he has four works of art in the, in the Presidio, two of them very close to the golf course. One is a – he took a bunch of um, tree trunks, and he lined them up as a giant um, – I, I mean, it has to be like a quarter of a mile long snake down this hill. Um, and you, it's basically like you try to walk this, you know, serpentine, um, I guess squiggly line in real life and just down. And it's just like this, it almost like you look down this hill at this tunnel. It's like, it looks like a tunnel and there's just, just, it's like somebody, you know, with a pencil drew, but it's massive, uh, massive tree trunks. And that same guy also has like a, a pyre of wood that he built like really high, um, uh, almost like it looks like a, a, a 
kind of like a really, really skinny teepee. And that's really close to the entrance of the golf course as well. And I can't remember his name. Um, if you are able to pull it up, uh, let me see Presidio. Uh, Andy Goldsworthy, that's it. And, and it's called the, the Wood Line is the one I'm, I'm referring to. Uh, he's got another, he's got two or three other ones. Um, it's uh, visitors walking down Lover's Lane probably don't realize that they just, they're just steps away from an iconic work of one of the world's most renowned artists, Andy Goldsworthy. Uh, so anyway, a little off topic, but there's if you are visiting San Francisco, spending some time in the Presidio, maybe getting around a golf in, and then either before or after exploring the rest of the park is worthy of your time and a, a great way to spend an afternoon. Um, so just going on. going back to Tom Simpson, St. Enidoc, the Berkshire walking. Sunningdale New, Rye, Royal Porthcall, Royal Lytham and St. Anne's, uh, Presidio, did some work on Valley Bunyan, Muirfield, the, the OG Muirfield, um, Hard a Lot, which is supposed to be really cool, in France, Cruden Bay, uh, County Louth, and yeah, that was, that was, that was kind of the greatest hits. So. I mean, sheesh. I didn't realize any of that. So uh, I guess that's a good transition into the course itself, which is it's it's a short course. It has not grown with technology. It's, you know, just tips out at just under 6,500 yards. It's a par 72. And I've always, when people ask about it, it's, you know, the term Mickey Mouse kind of comes, comes to mind. Um, they have to do some things to protect it. I'd say its main defenses are it has some crazy elevation changes the fairways, you, you rarely get a flat lie. You're always playing dog legs with, you know, the fairway running away from you. Uh, you're playing uphill. You're playing way downhill. Um, and then it has devastating uh, native areas. Like, if you miss the fairway in the rough, it's, you know, a lot of lost balls out there. So I have, I have struggled out there. I would say I have, you know, I have played so much better at Harding Park in my San Francisco golf career than I ever did at Presidio. I think my best round out there is like a, you know, 79 or a 80, maybe like an 82. Like it the just corridors just wider at, at Harding and, and there's just like, it's just more playable from the trees. Yes. That, and you know, a good example is, um, you just get in a lot of awkward spots. Like if you try to, you know, as I, I, I to give you some background, I started playing this course. This is when we founded NLU. This is where I would play a lot of yeah. golf and I wasn't playing, much golf after college until say 2014, 2015. And so, you know, I was probably a 10 handicap. And so I'd go out and just try to hit it as hard as I could. And I'd get myself into a lot of trouble. I wasn't very strategic out there. And has that changed? (laughs) I'd say it's changed a little bit. I have a little bit more control over the ball, but yeah, like I could still be a little bit more strategic, but this place is the ultimate and and it's going to punish you. If you like the third hole, if you, it's this like plateau fairway, you just have to hit a straight shot down the middle if you miss right, you're going to end up oh, like 75 feet down into fair, into the number two fairway, and you're going to hit a blind shot up. If you miss left, it's native area OB. And then behind the green is just this hill of like native grasses. So if you go long, long left, you're, you know, you're fucked. And there's a, you know, it, it just, it's, it's just the classic place of like, don't miss in the wrong spot. And, and if you do, it's, you're, you know, you're in your pocket, basically. I played it once when I came out to visit you. 
just went out like by myself yeah. basically. And I was under the influence, so I don't really it was a long time ago, I don't really remember it. But I, I remember a lot of like mid to long part like part fours. Yes, and a lot of those going uphill. Right, yeah. so uphill and then some but, going way but downhill. Fairways canted one way or the yes, other. Yes, big like big time. So then you're always coming into the green with like, yeah, you have a wedge in your hand, but the ball is like a foot below your feet. Kind of similar to Olympic club in that regard. But but even more like severe than Olympic. Very uncomfortable. I'd say. All the way yeah, you're just always uncomfortable. Um, but it's a it's a you know it's a real round of golf, right? It's not an executive course. It's yeah. it's uh, and it's it's fun too, like because it's a great place to play. Um, you know, to, to gamble and to play with your buddies. Um, you get some fun shots. There's a lot of hero shots to be had out there. What are the best holes? Uh, my favorite holes are number nine. I think dogleg right, par five, back to the Presidio Golf Clubhouse. Um, I have put more than one ball in that parking lot. Uh, I, you know, may or may not have hit an Audi one time. Um, it's No free ads. Yeah, you know, so it's uh, it's – but that is like the ultimate hero shot. You can – you hit a good drive, you got about, you know, 240, 250 in. It's a pretty good-sized par par 5. Um, massive uh, bunker in front of the green on the left. Um, and you kind of have – you can have a little bit of an audience if people are putting. Uh, it's And you have a good view behind Presidio Golf Club. It's looking back at San Francisco. So you got Sutro Tower uh, off in the distance, um, kind of looming over the, uh, you know, the sunset in the Richmond district. Um, so it just gives you kind of a uh, – it's, a, it's kind of a majestic hole. Um, and then the other two I'd mention is number 11 is is a good example of the elevation change. It's this massive downhill uh, par four, dogleg left, and you can drive the green, you know, but if you, there's these massive cypress trees on both sides. Um, I think they're cypress trees. Uh, they're, they're iconic trees. And if, but if you miss, like you're, the green is just this gnarly, nasty rough, like what you'd see at like Pebble Beach during the U.S. Open, uh, all around the greens. And so it, it's just this tricky little green uh, where, the, you know, the play is probably just to lay back and, and hit a, you know, wedge from 100 yards that drops about 100 yards to the green. Uh, and then my f- other favorite, I would say, is number 15, par 3, downhill, um, more so for the view. It's, it's the back of the property. You feel like you're kind of way off on your own. You're in the middle of a big city, but you, it's very quiet back there. And Sutro Towers framed perfectly uh, behind the green. Um, and the, the green kind of sits up and, and it's, it drops off on all sides, except for like a little like sliver of fairway that, that uh, comes up to the green. So those are, those are kind of three holes I like for, for different reasons. Uh, what, are par th- what are the par threes like? So there's uh, the first one on the front, number four. It's a sh- it's a classic short, you know. It's like a, it's literally a you know lob wedge or a sand wedge. But if the wind's blowing, it can, you know, it, and it, it it drops about I don't know fifty sixty feet down. So you know it it messes with people as far as like what what club to hit. Um, it's a fun hole. Um, and then number seven is is a long par three which is, it's not the most fun hole. It's a difficult hole. It reminds me, for us, number 12 at Dominic Country Club. Like, it's just kind of one of those, like, God, I just can't it, seem 220 to hit. 220-yard. If it's into the wind, like, yeah. you're hitting, you know, three wood or five wood. Like, oh, man. That's like, the thing I, just playing golf specifically here, but also Harding or other places in San Francisco, is the ball, like, you know, even versus other places in California, the ball goes 
Like, you want to roll back the ball? Like, go play in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Like, it's it's emasculating. Yeah, it's it's cold, wet air. Um, so, and then on the back, it's uh, 15. And, oh, there's a par 3 number tw- 13, which is, I'd say the par 3s are solid now that I think about it. The reason being, you hit a different club on all of them. Pretty much. Um, I think 13 and 15, you're probably hitting a similar club, but they're very different holes. Um, so, yeah, I'd say I'd give them a thumbs up. How's the conditioning? It's, I think they, they're they lauded for their en- environmental practices at Presidio. Um, and I think they do a good job. The fairways and the greens have always been in pretty good shape. As long as the greens are Yeah, it reminds true. me of a lot of courses we play on strapped, like Griffith Park in L.A., um, or like where it's like, you know, it's really scruffy everywhere, but around the greens, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty well maintained. And then they, you know, they let these, uh, my question when I was playing out there was like, God, why can't we just cut back these native areas a little bit? But it's, it's good for them cause it's less maintenance. Right. So it's like, we'll just don't hit it there. And it's a know? buffer between the course and the forest. But the, the drawback there is on the weekends pace of play is not good out there at all because of that because people are just hunting for you know their max fly and their top flight and they they don't you know they don't want to give up on it and so you know that could there's an argument to be had on both sides if the native grasses are uh, are good for business or not uh cool anything else on, on presidio um i would say last question here is like one one thing you'll you'll remember about this course above all else i i, I mentioned it earlier but i think the, the vibe of finishing up there as the fog is rolling in across the city and kind of cutting through Sutro Tower. And it's, you know, the sun's going down. Uh, and then, you know, it's coming through these cypress trees and you're just trying to finish. It's just a, it's a really, it has a very intimate, um, historic, even like neighborhood vibe. Like, yo, know, I can, I feel like, and we got this a little bit of Harding Park too, but there's a very feeling of almost for me, and, and I wouldn't even consider myself like a local, I was like very proud of that place. Like, yeah, I know about this. I, this is, like, almost like a, a well-kept secret. Like, there's this awesome golf course in the middle of a national park that if you go at the right time, like, you can almost have it all to yourself. So, um, would recommend, and it's open to everyone. And I'm going to assume, you know, that Fowler and Simpson work has probably been bulldozed over I was quite trying, a bit. well, see, I wouldn't, I didn't even know. I, I think. I know Fowler, Fowler did some work. I think he redesigned. 18 at Pebble and did some work for the Pebble Beach company down there and up the coast. So I'm assuming he probably did this on the way, the way up, but, or it was one of their, you know, main men that did it. But I mean, um, it's the first time I've, I've even realized it was a famous architect. I always thought it was Arnold Palmer redesigned it, but his management company still, still runs the the course, like as, as far as the pro shop, I think. But I don't think he had anything to do with with the, a redesign there. So I, I had that kind of in my head since I I uh, um, since I was out there. Um, but I'm not. Sh- I, I couldn't find any evidence of a, a redesign since the uh, the big a homies. Lot of, a lot of hands in the cookie jar. Yeah, there. yeah. I bet it is. So, um, well, cool. All, All right. right, go play it. <laughs>